Hi, this is Megan Cloherty, investigative reporter for WTOP News. If you like top news from WTOP, we think you'll love our new podcast called the DMV Download, where we take a more in-depth look at the biggest local stories of the day happening in our area. We hope you check it out. The weekend. In minutes, we'll take a look at preparations in Southern Maryland. Washington Week moderator Yamichelle Sindor joins us at 410. She'll talk about sworn political enemies working together in the light of the hurricane. And some new trouble on Metro, six stations south of Reagan National, delayed reopening. It's 4 o'clock. This is CBS News on the Hour, sponsored by Chick-fil-A. I'm Wendy Gillette in New York. Hurricane Ian has made landfall again near Georgetown on South Carolina's coast. The wind was howling in Myrtle Beach. WTOP's Steve Dressner is there. The winds of Ian have arrived after making landfall over an hour and a half ago. Flooding, storm surges become an issue with a growing number of power outages. Plenty of debris around the city, anywhere from barbecues, lounge chairs, to even kids' toys we've seen. For the most part, people have adhered to the advisories as Ian passes up the Carolina coast. North Carolina Governor Roy Cooper. I encourage people to heed the warnings of local officials and make sure you have a plan if you are in an area with a flood risk. In Florida, two million are still without power. President Biden promised all the resources needed from the White House. I've directed that every possible action be taken to save lives and get help to survivors because every single minute counts. It's not just a crisis for Florida, this is an American crisis. Rescues are still ongoing. CBS News correspondent Manuel Bajorquez is in Fort Myers. The treacherous conditions brought out the best in many people. We rescued a lot of people. Like We had 12 people in our building. Wingry Castell waded through dangerous waters to help people in her apartment complex escape. Listening to them scream for help and they're walking through the water. I couldn't, I couldn't just leave them. All across the area, we've been seeing the effects of the storm. The U.S. hit Russia with sanctions after Moscow took more provocative actions. National Security Advisor Jake Sullivan blasted Russia's attempt to annex eastern portions of Ukraine. This act is a flagrant violation of international law, and it has no legitimacy. He announced a series of new moves that it's hoped will further isolate Russia. We will sanction and impose export controls on any individual, entity, or country that provides support to these attempts at annexation. Sullivan said the U.S. and the world will never recognize Russia's annexation. Steve Futterman, CBS News. Times Square is now a gun-free zone. Even those with a license must have firearms in a lockbox if they're driving or walking in the area. New York City Mayor Eric Adams. So intro 602 amends the administrative code of the city of New York to identify Times Square as a sensitive location zone. At the close of Wall Street for the third quarter, more losses. The Dow sank 495. This is CBS News. Brought to you by Chick-fil-A. Order a grilled spicy deluxe sandwich on the Chick-fil-A app today. It's spicy and full of flavor. Available for a limited time. Good afternoon. It is 4.03. Welcome to a gray and kind of dreary Friday, September the 30th, 62 degrees.
I'm Hillary Howard. And I'm Sean Anderson. Our top local story is Hurricane Ian's impact on the DMV. There's already a coastal flood warning in effect for St. Mary's County, and most of southern Maryland will also be dealing with higher winds. That's just the start of it. Let's get the latest with Storm Team Force Chad Merrill. Chad, what is the uh, expectation and the timing here? Sean and Hillary, the light rain is now moving south to north across the region, starting right now in the nation's capital, continue to move north toward the Mason-Dixon line over the next two hours. And just to give you a flavor of what's ahead, we've had one to three inches of rain in the Raleigh area and as much as uh, three and a half inches along the eastern coast of North Carolina. And it's that moisture that's moving north combined with some gusty winds will create some sporadic power outages. The heaviest rain and strongest winds will be overnight through early tomorrow. And then a second round of rain on Sunday. Now, Saturday will still have light drizzle. We're really not going to get rid of this pattern until we get to after the evening commute on Monday. I'll spell out all the hazards associated with Ian, which is moving north through the Carolinas and a front pushing south here in just a couple of minutes. All righty. Thank you, Chad. Now, Governor Larry Hogan in Maryland says emergency management teams are on standby for the next several days. He says the State Highway Administration is already clearing drainage ditches and stormwater management systems to make sure there's good drainage and heavy rain. Hogan says residents should be prepared, follow weather warnings, and sign up for MD Ready Text Alert Program. All you have to do is text MD Ready to 211MD1. Thank you. Here on your weather alert station where we're following Ian's progress with details on the eights and when it breaks. Also new this afternoon, you know, those six metro stations south of Reagan National Airport that have been shut down for a while. And they're going to be closed for longer than expected. Metro now says they won't reopen until Saturday, November 5th. They blame what they call unexpected site conditions for the delay. On top of all that, a new station won't be running until next year. Metro says it will not be able to open the Potomac Yard station this year after all, and it's blaming the contractor for failing to meet the project delivery schedule. The two sides are now working on a new schedule. The contractor, Capital Delivery, says their team has been working around the clock to meet the schedule, but they're not able to do that. The contractor's executive vice president went on to apologize to its customers and the city of Alexandria for the inconvenience. Capital Delivery says it's working as quickly as possible to deliver a high-quality station and move the project forward in a safe and responsible way. Metro says it's committed to resolving the scheduling issues. Ann Kramer, WTOP News. Virginia schools might be getting new marching orders about how to treat transgender students. The comment period about the proposed and controversial policy runs through late next month. But the outcome doesn't matter to Alexandria because it is pledging not to make any changes. This will not be a distraction from our priorities of the work for all of our kids. Melanie K. White is interim superintendent for Alexandria City Public Schools, ACPS. Let our community know that we'll continue our commitment to both implement and develop gender-affirming policies for all ACPS students. And and city leaders have now notified Virginia's Board of Education they don't support the governor's policies said to target, demean, and diminish transgender youth. While the governor's office tells WTOP the policies express up front that all students have the right to attend school in an environment free from discrimination, harassment, and bullying. Christy King, WTOP News. Head on WTOP, political rivals working together on hurricane recovery. We'll talk to Yamish Alcindor of Washington Week in just a few. It's 407. Oh, hello. When was the last time your health plan listened to your needs? I mean, really listen. Meet Optima Health, your new kind of friend. With Optima Health, Northern Virginians have easy access to services like our 24-7 nurse advice line. 
and a dependable customer care team that's ready to help answer your questions. Go to OptimaHealth.com and meet your I'm All Ears friend. Offered by Optima Health Plan. Here's a highlight from Byron Atkins Jr., the director of the Interior Business Center at IBM, on Federal News Network's Cloud Exchange webinar, sponsored by IBM. Cloud is specifically a part of your enterprise, and when you're choosing workloads, think about what the workloads have to do. Make sure you understand the dependencies of the workload and what it might cost if you do deploy it in, a, in multiple locations. Listen to the entire discussion on Federal News Network. Search Cloud Exchange. Today, what government needs most is creativity. So let's create AI with integrity, not bias. Security that protects your data anywhere. Cloud management that requires less management and data fabric instead of data silos. Let's create at scale right now together. Let's prototype. Let's tweak. Let's test. Let's adapt. Let's create something that changes everything. IBM. Let's create. Learn more at IBM.com. 408. Slow or clogged drains? Call Michael and Son and get $100 off a train cleaning today. Traffic and weather on the 8s on your weather alert station. Here's Dave Dildine. And heading for the Bay Bridge, traffic and weather conditions less than ideal if you're eastbound on 50. Long delays from Annapolis to the Chesapeake. Caller finding one broken down on the Severin River Bridge in the second lane from the left. But beyond that, the pace remains slow on wetter pavement across Broad Neck. There's no chance for two-way traffic at the Bay Bridge uh, this afternoon, this evening, into tonight. Wind warnings at the moment. R wind restrictions are likely later tonight as uh, Ian swirls into the mid-Atlantic. On I-95 between the beltways, northbound traffic between 198 and 100 is slow even by Friday standards. Baltimore-Washington Parkway loaded up. Chevy Chase crash on Connecticut Avenue at Bradley Lane clear. Capitol Beltway, no incidents in Maryland. In addition to volume delays in Virginia on the interloop between 66 and 7 crash, but it just got moved to the right shoulder. Route 7 at Lewinsville Road, the potential of a malfunctioning signal. 66 westbound heavy stretches between the Beltway and Centerville. Eastbound slow into Arlington. 395 and 95 from Washington to Fredericksburg. Very slow on the southeast-southwest freeway. South of the Pentagon near Cemetery Road through Springfield from Lorton to Woodbridge and in several stretches through Stafford County. Northbound opportunities for occasional slowing slowest. Northbound through the Springfield interchange. Northwest D.C. Glower Park. Southbound Wisconsin Avenue should be reopened opening uh, with the road work wrapping up and the first raindrops beginning to fall. Visit FitzMall.com to find a safe used car. Fitzgerald has hundreds of cars, trucks, and SUVs. Next to a new car, Fitzway used cars best. Visit FitzMall.com today. Dave Dildine, WTOP Traffic. Let's get you caught up on our forecast as Ian moves in. Let's go to Chad Merrill at Storm Team 4. Rain developing this afternoon, turning breezy. Rain heavy at times overnight. Some spotty flooding possible and a few downed trees possible. Coastal flood advisories and warnings that Effect wind advisory south and east of town. Temperatures will stay in the 50s tonight. Steady drizzle to light rain on Saturday. Temperatures in the 50s. Sunday, rain picks up in intensity a bit. Temperatures in the 50s. And we could have some spotty flooding developing by Monday as the remnant moisture from Ian and a front continue to produce rain. I'm Storm Team 4's Chad Merrill.
Right now, the heavier rain is still hitting Norfolk, where there were flood warnings in effect. It came down pretty fast and furious. Here, just light stuff that will be changing. Temperature-wise, we're at 62 in Oxon Hill and at the wharf, brought to you by Long Fence. Save 15% on Long Fence decks, pavers, and fences. Go to longfence.com today and schedule your free in-home estimate. It is 411 here on WTOP. Hurricane Ian has now come ashore in South Carolina, bringing the high winds and many inches of rain to that state and points north, including us. Meantime, every hour brings new images of devastation from Florida, where the storm hit midweek. It could take years to recover in some spots. The disaster has politicians putting aside their, at times, harsh rhetoric and pledging to work together. Joining us live on Skype, Yamish Alcindor, moderator of Washington Week on PBS. How you doing, Yamish? Thanks for having me. Thanks for being here. Now, I think it's fair to say there is no love lost between President Joe Biden and Florida Governor Ron DeSantis, but here they are working together to uh, get all of the aid to folks who need it in Florida. Certainly. I mean, this week you've seen, even though it's six weeks before the midterms, you've seen Ron DeSantis, who has oftentimes pointedly criticized President Biden, really say that he has to work with the federal government in order to get the people of Florida, which I should say I'm a native of, what they need. You know, hurricanes are something that unfortunately happen very frequently in Florida. I've lived through several devastating hurricanes myself, having lived there for 18 years. And this is really the time where you see government coming together because people's lives and their livelihoods are at risk. So it is good and heartening to see these two men work together. I will say, though, of course, that there were, there were some telling stories about campaign ads still running during storm coverage. And I think that's telling because oftentimes you've seen campaign ads stop during hurricanes. Even Jeb Bush, who of course ran for president himself, said he had wished that the, that the campaign ads would stop. But you saw Rand DeSantis, you saw Marco Rubio and Val Demings and Charlie Chris, all of these candidates still vying for, for different offices in Florida. They were all running campaign ads. So in the back of this, bi this bipartisan effort to get storm aid, you still have the politics of this going on. And one other thing, it's very interesting to see Ron DeSantis who, as a congressman, was against giving storm aid after Hurricane Sandy in 2013, now asking for storm aid for Florida. So you also see some Republicans making note of that and some Democrats making note of the fact that he is doing whatever he has to do as governor to get help for his people. Final 40 seconds here. The hurricane postponed what was expected to be the final January 6th House hearing on the Capitol riot. But a person the panel wanted to speak with for a long time, conservative activist Ginny Thomas, has spent some hours with the committee. Uh, what do we know about that to this point? Very interesting to see the wife of Clarence Thomas, Supreme Court Justice, um, come before the committee. Benny Thompson, who is the chair of the January 6th committee, says that Ginny Thomas told lawmakers that she still believes the 2020 election is stolen. And that's remarkable, thinking about the fact that she, of course, is the wife of that justice. Um, I think it's interesting to, to know that she was sending those text messages supporting overturning the 2020 election results. So it's very it's going to be more it's going to be very interesting to see what more we learn from her her meeting with the committee but it is telling that she's sticking by that as of course we're waiting for the next hearing to be scheduled which will probably sometime in the next week or so all righty thanks so much yamish that's yamish alcindor moderator of washington week tonight at eight on tv 26 we'll check on the nationals playing the first of a double header next here's audrey esau senior vice president for philanthropy communications and external affairs capital caring health on the discussion two weeks is too short and tragic sponsored by capital caring health 
What we are doing at Capital Caring and through the Center for Health Equity is we want to ensure that everyone, so regardless of race, ethnicity, sexual orientation, that patients and their families have access to excellent advanced illness care and hospice and that those caring for them reflect the cultural competencies and the diversity, equity, inclusion, and belonging of those that they're caring for. For more on the discussion, two weeks is too short and tragic, visit WTOP.com and search Capital Caring Health. And for more information on why the best hospice benefits come from longer care, visit CapitalCaring.org slash two weeks. Sports at 15 and 45 powered by Red River. Technology decisions aren't black and white. Think red. Dave Preston, I love when you dance. Hey, uh, (laughs) that makes one of us. (laughs) Nationals have a day-night doubleheader with Philadelphia. They finally get on the board in the seventh inning. Here it comes. Swing and a line drive base hit the other way into left. Alex Calls waved around third. Schwarber's throw to the plate is up the line a bit. It hits call and skips by toward the dugout. Garcia skids to a stop after rounding second. Josh Wetzel on 1500 AM, but the Nats trail 5-1 in the ninth inning. Phillies have stolen six bases so far today. Orioles are at the New York Yankees tonight. NFL commanders won't have center West Schweitzer on the field Sunday when they visit Dallas. Bad news for WTOP's George Wallace, who tells the D.C. Sports Huddle. Got to find a way to get the ball out quicker into playmakers' hands and try to make things happen, or else you're going to have another near-double-digit John Beck-esque sack performance. Get more from the D.C. Sports Huddle on the podcast, D.C. app, Apple, or wherever you get your podcasts. College football, Virginia Tech visits North Carolina. Hokies coach Brent Pry has to find a way to contain Tar Heels quarterback Drake May. He can throw it on a dime, strong arm, make all the throws, flick of a wrist, but also he's a, he's a very talented runner. Uh, he's a big-bodied guy that runs the ball hard and, and likes to run the ball. So we got our hands full with that group. You know, he, he sounds pretty good. If if, if uh, Sam Howell and Carson Wentz don't work out, maybe he could wind up here. Much more <laughs> impressed to his picks on the sports page at WTOP.com. Dave Preston, WTOP Sports. All right, Dave, thanks. And the top stories we're following for you right now on WTOP, Hurricane Ian has made landfall in Georgetown, South Carolina. The huge storm is starting to impact us as well. Expect light rain for now and heavier stuff tomorrow. Could be several inches of rain. Southern Maryland could see coastal flooding and higher winds, so stay with your weather alert station. Six metro stations south of Reagan National Airport will not reopen until early November. And the new Potomac Yard Station in Alexandria won't reopen until next year. Russia has been hit with more U.S. sanctions for illegally annexing four regions in Ukraine. They are targeting more than a 1,000 people and firms connected to the war, including hundreds of people in the legislature. Keep it here on WTOP for more on these stories in just minutes. And up ahead in Money News. The Dow lost an even 500 points today. A big travel stock dropped 20%. Money News in 10 minutes on WTOP. 418. Traffic and weather on the 8th Dave Dildines in the Traffic Center. 
Weather getting wetter, traffic getting slower. Ian's outer edges moving in during a Friday rush hour. Headlights going on. Wind warnings at the Bay Bridge. Restrictions likely later tonight. Either way, without two-way traffic on the westbound span, eastbound traffic is backed up into Annapolis. It had at least one broken down on the Severin River Bridge. I think that was just moved out of the way. It'll take time to go north and south on 95 through Howard County. Baltimore-Washington Parkway slow in many places, especially southbound inside the Beltway. We had some loosely defined police activity reported southbound of the parkway south of 410 on 50 near the Beltway, also 202 near Route 50. And that will uh, serve to lengthen the already uh, longer delays on this Friday afternoon. And the pavement's getting wetter all around the Beltway, but we've avoided major crashes in Maryland. 270 northbound slow and stretches Rockville, Gaithersburg, Clarksburg in Virginia on I-66. Westbound traffic will be slow in a few stretches between the Beltway and Centerville. 395-95 southbound from Washington to Fredericksburg. It's a very heavy on the southeast-southwest freeway. In and slow stretches near Sherlington and Seminary Road through Springfield from Lorton to Woodbridge and at times through Stafford County. And we had a crash on the interloop before Route 7. That appears to have been cleared. Back in the district, the road work is wrapped up at Glower Park and Wisconsin Avenue is now open. The jaw-dropping musical Hamilton is playing at the Kennedy Center Opera House. Come join this captivating performance now through October 9th. Information at KennedyCenter.org. Dave Doldine, WTOP Traffic. Let's talk weather. Chad Merrill, we've got a lot that's going to happen over the next, what, 24, 48, and even 36 hours. Yeah, we have a long duration event here. Uh, the moisture from Ian is moving northward. Already seen one damage report in far southeastern Virginia. A wind gust snapped an 8-inch diameter tree, and this is in Amberg, Virginia, so it's uh, very close to the Virginia Beach area. That's just a sign of how strong the winds could potentially be in some of these rain bands, especially once you get into southern Maryland, where the wind advisory is in effect. And that wind advisory does include St. Mary's County as well as Calvert County. Some gusts of 50 miles per hour. When you combine that with the rain, that will cause some sporadic power outages. The heaviest rain will come between 9 o'clock tonight and 5 a.m. tomorrow morning and again we'll have gusts of 50 miles per hour about 35 miles an hour locally and then once you get into the blue ridge another slice of very some heavy rain that will produce some uh, flooding potential and also some gusty winds now once we get into saturday we're going to have some light rain drizzle Northeast wind continues about 15 to 20. Another slug of heavy rain on Sunday with gusts to 30 miles per hour. So all in all, there's going to be the potential for flash flooding tonight with some of the heavier downpours and the potential for some river flooding late Sunday into early Monday. We're talking two to three inches of rain total over the weekend. Fortunately, it's not all going to fall at once. It's going to be spread out a bit, but those two areas that I mentioned, tonight and then Sunday night into Monday, would be the best potential for flooding. Temperatures won't go anywhere this weekend. We're in the 60s right now. We'll drop into the 50s when the rain comes and we'll stay in the 50s to lower 60s. 61 at Dallas International, 63 at Reagan National Airport, as well as BWI Marshall. All right, Chad, thanks. All brought to you by New Look Home Design, the roofing experts. Visit newlookhomedesign.com. Coming up on WTOP. A new bridge for some people to get across the Potomac River. I'm Neil Augenstein. 421. Here's Clarice Grove, the small business development manager for Prince William County Economic Development, on the discussion creating opportunities 
opportunities for SMBs and startups to thrive in Northern Virginia. Sponsored by Prince William County Economic Development. We're here to make sure that they feel empowered as a business owner. They have subject matter experts to talk to and say, hey, could you look at my business plan? Or is this really the industry that I want to get into? Or am I going to have the customers that I hope to have? Listen to the entire discussion on WTOP.com. Search Small Business September. 45% of new businesses fail within the first five years. That's a statistic that business leaders in Prince William County want to change in their community. The small business team at Prince William County Economic Development is on a mission to educate and empower one of the fastest growing business networks in Virginia. Visit pwcded.org slash small business to schedule a complimentary one-on-one meeting and learn how you can take your business beyond in Prince William County. Everyone deserves to be connected. That's why Cox has high-speed internet to fit any budget. Stream, chat, and connect at an incredible price. You're probably thinking, wait, what? But yeah, it's true. Learn more at cox.com slash ACP. Non-transferable, one per household. Application and eligibility decisions are made by the FCC. Other restrictions apply. Complete coverage of Hurricane Ian as it arrives in the DMV. Your weather alert station, WTOP. It's 423. The movement to get people out of cars and onto bikes is taking a huge step forward in Arlington. WTOP's Neil Augenstein tells us what's happening. Virginia Senator Mark Warner handed over $20 million in federal funding to build the Long Bridge Bicycle and Pedestrian Crossing over the Potomac River. The bike trail from D.C., to Arlington that will connect with the Mount Vernon Trail. Funding still needed for the parallel rail bridge that would double the capacity at what's been the choke point for trains on the East Coast. We've got to get the rail bridge created that will be dedicated to passenger rail. Right now, the one bridge is shared with freight rail. Freight rail gets first dibs. Warner says he'll be asking for a large contribution from the feds to build the rail bridge. Neil Loggenstein, WTLP News. Federal headline is presented by Paraton, doing the can't-be-done for national security. I'm Peter Masurli, and here are your top headlines from Federal News Network. Senators Tim Kaine and Dianne Feinstein have filed an amendment to the National Defense Authorization Act attempting to prevent future Schedule F-related policies. That's the now-revoked Trump executive order, which sought to reclassify about 50,000 federal employees, making them easier to fire. And the Department of Homeland Security's Inspector General is flagging 2,000 cases of potentially fraudulent COVID spending by department personnel. The IG's office found $2.6 million of assistance payments linked to the identities of DHS employees. For more on these stories, go to federalnewsnetwork.com. WTOP at 425, Money News at 25 and 55. Jeff Claybaugh, one of the worst months we've had in a long time. Certainly was a bad week, a bad month, and since it's the end of September, we can tally up the third quarter. None of it good. The S&P 500 index lost 8.8% in the third quarter. For the month of September, that was an 8.8% loss. Year-to-date, the S&P 500 index is down 24%. The Dow plunged another 500 points today. Both the S&P 500 index and the NASDAQ lost 1.5% today. Carnival Cruise Line stock dropped to its lowest level since 1992, down 20%. Quarterly results showed a slower-than-expected rebound in cruises. Carnival's now about $7 a share. Before the pandemic, it was 
more than $50 a share. Wages in general are still rising. A government reports its personal incomes rose three-tenths of a percent in August. Among the biggest gains in incomes were government employees. Domestic air travel this month has reached 95% of pre-pandemic levels. But the number of flights airlines are operating is down 14%. That, of course, means fuller flights. The percentage of seats filled on domestic flights has now topped 2019 levels. Jeff Claybaugh, WTOP News. Money News brought to you by Amtrak. Visit new and exciting places across the U.S. On Amtrak, it isn't just about the destination. It's about the journey with no metal seats, extra legroom, and even private rooms. Book now at Amtrak.com. Hurricane Ian hits the coast of South Carolina and heads north. You can see what's already happening here. Details coming up, 426. Here's Mike Cecilia, the executive vice president for Cough and cold season is here. Introducing Ricola Max Throat Care, Ricola's most powerful drop yet. It's the best of Swiss nature wrapped around a powerful liquid menthol center for maximum relief from your worst cough and sore throat. Maximum nature for maximum relief. Try the new Ricola Max now, available in the cold and cough aisle. Ricola. It's in our nature.